Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Wow. It feels like forever since I was back at the mic here. I'm doing more and more video programs, uh, interviews, where you can actually watch me doing the interview. And not only watch, watching me do the interview, but you are there with me. You can become a part of our live audience. I'm doing usually one to two videos a week in, in lieu of my radio shows. So please join me on our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. There's a big green line going across the top of the page that tells you how to register for free to be part of our live audience. And you'll get also a list of our shows. If you just go to our videos, you can see our latest videos there as well. All right. Today's show. If you guard not your liberty, damn not the oppressor. Famous saying, uh, we're going to be talking about Biden and donkeys, China and the United States, the United States and China. And world update, the Ukraine and Kazakhstan. Remember Kazakhstan? Didn't you hear that first when they had that comedian? What's his name? That's escaping me now. In any case, Borat. Right, it was Borat. All right. In any case, these are the topics we're going to be talking about today on the show. And I want to say hi to everybody who's listening in from all over the United States, in Australia, Israel, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Morocco, the Netherlands, New Zealand, etc., etc. It's great to see you all here on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we're going to have a very informative show for you today like we usually do. So again, I just want to remind you, Sundays are my live shows here on the radio, but I've been doing two video shows usually a week now on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, and you can join me on Solomon's Sword. That's the new podcast that I'm doing on Tuesdays. I have some great guests there. And you can find all of our videos either on our website or you can go to rumble, rumble.com slash user slash INTR for Israel News Talk Radio. Rumble.com slash user.intr. Some of our latest videos. Deprogramming your friends in the COVID cult. And Israeli activists against the COVID mandates. Is it best to be in or outside of Israel? And we have the ruby red slippers to halt the COVID tyranny. Place on us. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Israel is located in one of the most volatile areas in the world. Israel is an island of stability and a sea of war and unrest. In the midst of this turmoil, Israel stands out as a beacon of order and human progress. Each week we update you on what's happening in this, the Jewish state, a true light unto the nations. This is Jay Shapiro. Join me every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. at the Tamar Yono Show here at Israel News Talk Radio. And the title of today's show, 
If you guard not your liberty, damn not the oppressor. And we're going to be talking about Biden and donkeys, China and the United States, the U.S. and China, and a world update, Ukraine and Kazakhstan. And uh, our guest today is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. Where would you like to start? Well, let's start with donkeys a little bit. Donkeys are fun, fun animals. Okay. I just want to say that uh, as long as donkeys bray, no one in their right mind would ever would, would ever have thought that anybody could um, uh, uh, um, defeat um, uh, uh, Jimmy Carter for being the worst president America has ever had. But the Bidenites have managed to do in one year more damage than he did in four. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Hee-haw. Donkey. All right. Uh, so he's done damage. We've seen the, the crime rate in America is over, over the charts, off the charts, I should say. The inflation going up, uh, the standard of living of people going down, the uh, virus apparently out of control in the United States, which, I mean, some people say it's deadly. Some people will say it's not critically deadly, um, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of things going wrong in the United States today. Where do you want to start? Well, it's not just in the United States. I mean, you know, if, if, if we, we need to understand a fundamental here. And that fundamental was understood by Trump, and he intended to address it. He did not succeed. I personally think he did not succeed because he didn't have sufficient time. But... Nonetheless, he did not succeed. Um, um, uh, and that is that the United States and China are very, very intimately linked. So people that are talking about a so-called second Cold War, um, I'm not saying that that concept is illegitimate. What I'm saying is there's a vast difference between the Cold War that existed in the um, uh, uh, second half of the, of the 20th century and what's ha- going on now, because um, the Soviet Union had almost no e- 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 economic integration with the United States and Western Europe. Very, very, very small. Today, both China and Russia are very vastly uh, integrated. And we're seeing that, for instance, in the, in the uh, problem with, with the Ukraine, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But we're seeing that... Uh, um, Basically, uh, 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 Biden is, uh, as I said, probably the, the historically the worst president America has ever seen. Um, his vice president, unbelievably, is even worse than Spiro Agnew, if anybody remembers that weirdo. And and his secretary of state is even more of a coward than Cyrus Vance was. It's, it's, it's the combination is just amazing, just amazing. Um, uh, uh, he managed to get. Literally everything wrong. He attempted to foment a war in, in, in East Africa. He failed. And he failed miserably. And everybody knows that he failed. What war He's in East Africa? Form- Sorry? What war in East Africa? In the Horn of Africa, he, he attempted to... There, 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 was a, there was a civil war going on in Ethiopia. He attempted to uh, 
foment the war to uh, uh, um, uh, enhance the um, the Tigris so that they could advance on Addis Ababa. Um, uh, he failed at that, and the, the Tigris basically are defeated. Not quite, but they're they're certainly moving in that direction. Um, and, and everybody in the Horn of Africa, uh, all of the countries there, are aware that it was the it was the uh, uh, it was a really very badly. Um, managed attempts by the Biden administration. What are America's interests in the Horn of Africa and Ethiopia? Well, the Horn of Africa itself is a very strategic area because it, 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 uh, any, uh, 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 many, many tens of percent of world shipping goes past the Horn of Africa. Remember, the Horn of Africa is the outlet from the from the Red Sea to the Arabian Sea. In other words, everything that goes through the the um, uh, uh, the Suez Canal goes past there, and a great deal of the world's oil goes past there. Uh, uh, it's it's a very one of the most one of the most strategic points on the planet. So that that's and America has a very large naval base there in, in Djibouti, uh, uh, as do many other countries have naval bases in Djibouti. Djibouti actually is a very small country, but its primary source of income is hosting foreign naval bases. Where is Djibouti? Really kind of where is that? Djibouti is the home of Africa. That's one yes, of the but where? I'm, I mean, I'm looking at a map now. I'm, I, oh, here it is. It's with, it starts with a D. DJ. Okay. I see. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Ethiopia is, is, is uh, landlocked, uh, but Eritrea, Djibouti, Somalia, uh, etc., these are all uh, countries which have had uh, uh, enormous numbers of problems over the over the years, and they're attempting to solve it. And along comes Biden and attempts to enhance the problems to make it make it less comfortable. And the same thing he's doing. We're seeing what's happening now in in uh, Kazakhstan. Again, we'll get to Kazakhstan later, but uh, that's the same kind of thing that's going on there. It's basically uh, uh, the unrest is fomented. Almost very clearly, I would say, most people are thinking along these lines. That was fomented by, by the Biden administration to, um, uh, to just simply cause problems for, for, for Russia. Um, and, and it's failing, again. Um, uh, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about Ukraine and, and Kazakhstan a little bit later, so I don't want to go into detail, detail right, there, right now there. But um, um, uh, 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 we need to understand that the political divide that we're seeing in America is not happenstance. It's not something that just happened. It was planned, and it is, and its continuation is being planned. And the integration of the economy of the United States with China means basically that if China is ill, the United States is ill. If the United States is ill, China is ill. And what we're seeing right now in China is a, a, an enormous real estate bubble much, much larger uh, in absolute numbers and in proportional numbers than the real estate bubble that we saw in Japan 30 years ago. And Japan is still not quite recovered from it. They're close to being uh, to, to getting out of the problems, but they still have some issues with that. And we're, we're seeing that this bubble in China is in the process of bursting. It is, we're seeing companies like Evergrande that are, that are going under, and uh, uh, Evergrande is only one of many that have already collapsed uh, in one respect or another. They're in default at some, le at some level. Um, 
so all of these things are inexorably linked. And we're seeing that all of that with the with the supply chain problems now. Ever, 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 uh, uh, people who were trying to purchase gifts for Christmas and things weren't available to them. Uh, we're seeing supermarkets with empty shelves or, or all sorts of other kinds of, of, of uh, chain stores with empty shelves because things aren't arriving from the manufacturing. And of course, these things are cascading because uh, 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 it, it's not just finished products that aren't arriving, but it's products in process that aren't arriving so that the other things can be manufactured, et cetera, et cetera. And these things have, have, uh, have global effects and they're very, very complex. So that's sort of the that's sort of a main theme that we need to be aware of. That um, all of these things are very complex. I, I want to just give a um, a number that has come out very recently over the last couple of days. Um, there's a company in Indiana. It's a 100 billion dollar um, uh, um, that's billion with a B billion dollar insurance company and the CEO of that company claims that there's been a a rise of 40% in deaths of people of working age in other words the ages of 18 to 64 which and is I, not I normal I believe that it's rather unlikely that the uh, uh, um, actuarial people probably the, the driest uh, 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 people in the world don't know how to do arithmetic. I kind of believe, tend to believe that number. Okay, and this is important because, tell our listeners, Sorry? tell our listeners why this is important. A rise of 40% in deaths? Why is that important? Between the ages of 18 to 60, the working age. Yes, I want you to tell them why. Oh, okay. It doesn't occur to me that anybody would, would debate that. Um, this is... This is um, this this level of of acceleration of deaths is unprecedented in human history. It's never happened before. I, uh, uh, a rise of ten percent is considered by actuators a a, a tragedy, uh, what they call a level three tra- tragedy. Did did they that say what? Only in wars. Did they say what the the main causes of death were? Um, they did not say. Uh, all, all he said was in his interview was the state basic fact: a rise of forty percent in two years. Um, uh, 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 uh. He did mention that it's not only from COVID, but he did not say beyond that. We know, for instance, that COVID not only is in itself a problem, but it has caused a tremendous rise in people um, uh, uh, delaying necessary medical procedures okay we're going to hold it there because we have to go to a break everybody right at the top of such an important subject we're going to be right back don't go anywhere by the way we're live if you want to call in with a comment or question you can do so our numbers are on the top of our home page at israelnewstalkradio.com the tamar yona show tamar She's sassy. She's smart. She's funny. But she's also a real Jewish mother. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Tamar Yona. And yes, I can be all of those things. But at Israel News Talk Radio, I'm here to bring you the news stories and guests that you may not hear anywhere else. Join me live on air Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays for the most unique and bold talk radio in Israel. The Tamar Yona Show. back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are talking about the last topic with our guest, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. We are talking about a 40% rise of deaths with, with, uh, within the age group of 18 to 60. That's the working uh, age where people are employed, and this is very, very concerning. I want to say here, Mordechai, that I don't have data, but people should be aware and considerate and maybe do their own research that some doctors are saying that they've never seen such a rise in cancer in people that people who uh, doctors who are who are um, oncologists are seeing so many more people in their offices now people who had cancer gotten it back again people who had old injuries from something else many are getting it back again and the only thing that uh well that many people are saying is is that it is might be they don't have i don't have the data maybe they do i don't know is that it from these experimental um mrna therapy that people are injecting into their bodies do you want to weigh in on that at all as a scientist well Again, I have to say, I don't have data, so I'm, I'm surmising, and that's always dangerous. And I'm, I always try to be careful with that. Be careful. I yes. personally believe that when you, when you experiment with gene therapy without uh, – like, how can I phrase this well? Gene, the, the human genome is extraordinarily complex. We're talking about something which is very, very complex. When you talk about super complex systems, which actually is my area of expertise – um, what's called complex adaptive systems, which is what the genome is one of those. Economy is another one. Uh, there are many, many examples of these things. When you're talking about complex adaptive systems, the only way to test things for uh, uh, um, uh, 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 relevance and sensitivity is by isolation. In other words, you isolate one function as much as possible, and then you can, you can apply a test to that. We don't have any other testing methods in today's technology um, for complex adaptive systems. Um, and for the gene therapy that's called uh, messenger RNA, no testing of that sort, as a matter of fact, no real testing of any sort was applied before these things were released for the public in billions of doses. So we clearly have an information problem. We clearly have a problem here of things that are occurring that we do not know how to understand. That is clear. What the ramifications of that are, we do not know. Okay. Let's go to your next topic, if we can. And that is, well, you've already mentioned Biden and donkeys. You've been, you were talking about China and the United States and the United States and China. And that was with the shortages and with the real estate market crash, et cetera? Well, that's international 
uh, economy. So well, uh, um, we've been talking over the past few weeks about the inflation. Um, 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 uh, Janice Yellen, the um, Secretary of the Treasury of the United States, claimed at one point that the um, inflation was transitory and it would disappear. Um, I personally do not believe that. And since I am not an economist, I went through a, a long list of very prominent economists to listen to what they had to say about it. Uh, um, uh, and, and I listened people who are interested in this. One of the sources that I personally recommend is something called Stansbury Research, uh, who will do a, uh, an excellent job. Uh, many, many years ago, I knew Mr. Stansbury. Um, not well, we weren't friends, but I, I, I knew him professionally. Uh, and I, I admire him, uh, his, his, his integrity and his uh, 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 professionalism. Um, and he uh, has a program with a, a, um, a, a, a lady who in, interviews prominent economists. And they're pretty much in agreement that, A, the um, inflation is not transitory. It is um, much worse than that. And it will continue to rise. And B, and even at least as concerning as that, um, most of the fundamentals that we're accustomed to, um, because we've been accustomed, made accustomed to them because of essentially the Bretton Woods Agreement uh, of, 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 of some 70 years ago, um, most of these fundamentals have substantially changed over the past year or so. Now remember, I say year or so, some of these things have been affected have been affected since the time of uh, Clinton. More of them were affected by the by, during the time of Obama, and the um, uh, 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 the Federal Reserve has been manipulating the currency of the United States in very strange ways, including what they called quantitative easing, um, in ways that have never been tried before. Now, as we've had now um, uh, uh, the longest period in history of zero uh, um, uh, um, interest rates, zero or close to zero interest rates, this is causing, in coupling, uh, coupled with the, the, the increase in liquidity around the world, uh, this is causing a great deal of uh, um, instabilities in the economic uh, economics of, at all levels, one of the things that we've seen is the uh, in the issue of uh, 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 these digital currencies like like Bitcoin and etc. And one of the things that we saw, for instance, in 2021, because these digital currencies are all um, uh, uh, devoid of any uh, uh, oversight by anybody. Um, uh, we've seen something on the order of between 14 or 15 billion dollars in, in digital currency scams and thefts. So anybody who's involved in digital currency, I'm not telling you what to do, but I am telling you to be uh, to take a great deal more caution than you would normally take in other kinds of investments because these are unregulated completely. Supposedly, that's one of their advantages. But we also know now that it is also one of their disadvantages. And I'm saying, saying this under the heading of China and the U.S. and U.S. and China because that's where most of these things are actually occurring today.
the linkage between the Chinese economy and the United States economy, the largest and the second largest, is so intimate. Um, let me just give you one example of the intimacy here. Uh, uh, in the area of pharmaceuticals, 96% of pharmaceutical, pharmaceuticals that are uh, um, um, uh, um, marketed in the United States have at some point in their manufacturing existence, at some point, they have interactions with China. They might be manufactured totally in China, might be manufactured partly in China, but at some point, 96% of them are somehow, somewhat dependent on China. Some of them completely, some of them partially. That's an enormous percentage. And of course, it's not just uh, um, pharmaceuticals, and we see the uh, effects of these things happening in Europe. I'll give one example here. Again, lack of time, we can't go into detail. But because of the things that are happening, we've all seen a tremendous rise in the cost of energy. The rise in the cost of energy, one of the industries that are strongly affected by this is, for instance, aluminum smelters. And many, many aluminum smelters around Europe around the UK and Europe are closing down now because the cost of energy has made them unviable economically. So we're going to be seeing down the line a shortage in the in raw aluminum. Okay, and just remind our listeners again why there is a uh, shortage of power, of uh, fuel. Well, again, this is very complex, but um, um, uh, on the one hand, you have all of these, uh, uh, the Bidenites and the Davos peoples who are talking about the so-called transition to a green economy, which they are failing to implement. That Their, their implementation is, is completely failing. And, at, and in parallel with that, um, uh, uh, you had the, the COVID, which forced a lot of closures in the, industry, in, in the energy industries. Uh, um, you've seen, we've seen um, tremendous... Uh, uptake in over the last decade in installation in uh, of solar panels, solar energy, wind power, etc., and that has affected the need for uh, uh, petrochemicals by only two percent. Almost a trillion dollars have been invent- invested in these so-called renewables, which actually are not renewable, but that's besides the point at the moment. Um, and that has changed the percentage of dependence upon oil from 86% to 84%. And now we're seeing that Germany is completing their transition to closing down all of their nuclear plants, which sounds nice. I mean, look, Germany is closing down all of its nuclear plants. Isn't that great? Yeah, well, they're simply importing electricity from France, which is 70% nuclear. So it's all false. So you're saying that there is a way to fix this. It's just rotten policies, and it doesn't have to be. There doesn't have to be a a fuel shortage. I don't want to say just, but but yes. In other words, it's not only rotten policies, but it's primarily rotten policies. Uh There are some some objective problems here as well. But mostly, it's just terribly bad management. And we've seen it, uh, just to give, again, one number to, to give some people uh, um, uh, uh, a clear, uh, uh, a clear uh, picture of what's going on. 
The United States national debt has risen by $5 trillion in the last two years. $5 trillion with a T. Again, unprecedented rise. And untenable. There is no way that that, that, can, that process can be. In a time where feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared, one man stands above it all. I'm Howie Sobaker, your political hitman. Political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American Time, 7 a.m. Israeli Time, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio. here at the Tamar Yona Show on Israel, Newstalkradio.com. Today we're talking about world news, and it is called, If You Guard Not Your Liberty, Damn Not the, the Oppressor. Uh, this uh, segment we're going to be talking about a world update that our guest is going to give us on the Ukraine and Kazakhstan. You know, you never hear about Kazakhstan unless you listen to Borat, the, the comedian. Um, who always claims he's from Kazakhstan, one of his characters. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and he is a commentator on Mideastern world issues. And uh, welcome back to the show, Mordechai. Where would you like to start about the Ukraine and Kazakhstan? I must say that I've never heard that name that you mentioned, Borat? so I have no idea who that is. It's all right. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, um, uh, uh, a great deal is happening in both of those places. Um, both of those are on the periphery of the Russian Federation. Both of those were formerly um, uh, either whatever you want to call them, satrapies or conquered areas under the Soviet Union. Uh, and when the Soviet Union broke up, they became independent countries, as well as some other places. And both of them are in play right now. So if people are not aware of what's going on in Kazakhstan, then you're not aware of what's going on in the world. And that is, that is a problem, I, in, my, in my estimation. Okay. Um, in Kazakhstan, there, are, uh, 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 there have been riots now for several weeks, uh, violent riots. Um, um, uh, 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 they have been, um, uh, they've caused the, the, the base, the basically the government to fall, uh, uh, to resign. The uh, president of Kazakhstan uh, is attempting to address these issues. The excuse for why these riots began was a doubling in energy prices. Kazakhstan right, is an energy superpower. Mm -hmm. They have uh, 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 large quantities of uh, reserves of almost every kind of energy that, we, that we're aware of. In other words, from oil, gas, coal, and uranium. They are one of the leading exporters in the world of all of these minerals. 
as well as other things, of course. Um, Kazakhstan, as opposed to many other of the states that broke off from the Soviet Union, remains a strong ally of Russia. It's one of the stands. Most of the countries in Central Asia, the so-called stands, um, uh, uh, have remained allied with Russia. Um, uh, uh, they have good relations, healthy relations. They are not a relationship of hierarchical. In other words, it's not, it's not a situation where Russia dominates Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is, a, is an enormous country. It's, it's a, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's the ninth largest country in, in terms of, of, uh, of, of landmass. It's very large. Um, but almost all of the reports that I've been hearing now, whether it's out of Central Asia or out of South Asia, are talking about the idea that um, uh, uh, Biden and Xi, in other words, Washington and Beijing, have been fomenting these riots intentionally. Um, I would guess that Biden might, might be trying to do that in order to uh, uh, um, reduce some of the pressure on Ukraine. And, we'll get, and I'll speak, speak about Ukraine in a moment. Um, but I think that is a very, very partial, uh, uh, partial reading of, of, of what's going on here. Um, uh, 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 the Central Asian republics have all been in place basically since the middle of the 18th of the 19th century. It was for 200 years almost. Um, the so-called great game of the British Foreign Office at the time. Uh, so we're, we're essentially we're, we're talking about the same process going on now. It was a hiatus while it was, while they were conquered by the Soviet Union, but it's the same game as then as now. And America is attempting to uh, build up some uh, influence and even um, uh, base some base some kinds of bases in the area. They've been mostly unsuccessful, but not decidedly unsuccessful until now. Um, right now, they're in the process of being thrown out. Um, uh, um, uh, um, the, the, the statements being made and the actions being attempted by the CIA, by the State Department, by the Biden administration are really rather embarrassing. We saw what happened in Afghanistan, and we must, we must emphasize that Afghanistan, the name is not um, um, random. It is one of the stands. It is one of these countries that we're talking about. So when America failed in, Afgh in Afghanistan, and again, I repeat what I said last week, it's not the soldiers, the individual soldiers that failed, it's the leadership. So when America failed, and particularly failed in the pullout, which was performed so terribly badly, uh, there were great problems that, came, that, that occurred because of this. And yes. uh, I think uh, we're mainly, seeing some of these some of these effects now. Yeah, I think I think mainly one of the big the biggest effects of that is that America has lost its credibility with its allies, not even with its enemies, enemies all the more so. But even with its own allies, it's lost its credibility that they that America cannot be dependent on. And that's so sad uh, under this administration. So um, go ahead. Well, as I said last week, when your allies fear you more than your enemies, you have ceased to become a superpower. Mm. 
Uh, okay, so in the last five minutes, where would you like to? What do you, what let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Ukraine. That's probably more in the news in the United States and in and in most of Europe. Um, uh, we we're aware, for instance, that Putin has amassed vast uh, troop concentrations around Ukraine, threatening to invade. Uh, let me just state at the very at the very beginning here, Putin is not wrong. I mean, I know that the American media plays him up as being a bully and et cetera, et cetera. But if Putin is wrong in what he's doing in, in, in Ukraine right now or on the Ukrainian border, then Kennedy was wrong in the, in the, in the Cuban Missile Crisis. They are the exact same thing. Right. Explain Khrushchev that to our listeners. Khrushchev attempted that... to install missiles right. on America's doorstep. Kennedy didn't like it. I agree. He was right. There was no doubt in my mind whatever that he was right. And he demanded that they removed. The United States is now attempting to install uh, 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 advanced weaponry in Ukraine on the border of Russia, uh, Moscow's yes. uh, 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 front porch. And so Putin is rightfully very upset about that and fearful of that. And again, this is the, the, the historical precedents are far beyond just the Cuban Missile Crisis. And now they, they go back almost a thousand years, any time any Western uh, power attempted to uh, uh, influence what was going on in Ukraine, in the past thousand years, Russia has gone to war every single time in history. Now, the, I just want to say here that the, you know, when we grew up, maybe you in the 50s, I in the 60s, the whole fight with, with the USSR was that they were communistic. But now, supposedly, they're not communistic anymore. So why is America um, being so, uh, I don't want to say hostile, but uh, ruffling the feathers of, uh, of Russia? I would say hostile. Okay. I think America has never gotten over their fixation uh, that they had at the time. Uh, 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 your question is exactly correct. Uh, I, I think that uh, they're still in the era of George Keenan with the long telegraph, uh, and, and they don't really understand that things have changed. They don't really understand that Putin is basically a, a, a patriot. He loves his country and he loves his people. And I certainly find nothing wrong, with, nothing at all wrong with that. Um, I'll just Again, I'll give one number that, that illustrates things. When Putin came into power, female fertility in Russia was 0.6. Remember the uh, um, uh, 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 replacement rate is 2.11. It's now gone up to 1.9, and that rise in fertility is unprecedented in human history. In other words, the people of Russia under Putin feel optimistic about the future of their country. That has not occurred for decades, many decades. Hmm. So they like they love Putin. They don't just like him; they're devoted to him. So if anybody believes in democracy, and I, I, I agree that Putin is not a democratic person, but he is the choice of the people, whether you like it or not. That is reality. So, in the last minute that we have, uh, with all this information that you've given us, what are we supposed to do with it? I don't know. I, I, I knew that that question was coming. I don't know how to answer you. I don't know what anybody should do with it. People should be aware of what's going on in the world. And this is mostly just an update, not a, uh, not a, a call to action. Mm -hmm. But be aware that, that 
that the United States is not enhancing its position when when jerk Blinken comes out and makes ridiculous statements about what he's going to do to Russia, because if he does any of those things, the consequences to the United States will be just as bad as they will be to, the, to Russians. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess we'll end it there. Uh, I don't know what to say. We should all be praying to our creator that uh, things get straightened out quickly. We want peace for everybody and health for everybody and wisdom and courage for everybody as well. Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, thank you very much for coming on the Tamar Yona Show. Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry to have to be so sounding negative over the last few weeks, but things are not going well around the world. Well, you know, I... Many of us believe that we are in the birth pangs of the Messiah. You know, the contractions become faster and more painful and more efficient until that baby's born. And it's painful, but that's where it's taking us. That's where I see it. I agree. Completely agree. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Next up is Returning Home with Natalie Sipinski. Don't go anywhere. It's a live show. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicoleco from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 